What are the stakes for this midterm? Well, the stakes of the midterm are our democracy, as you see, uh, because they are nullifying elections, and that's part of their agenda. The fate of the planet, which they are in denial, they're still anti-science and anti-governance to do anything about it. And so the future for our children is on the ballot. You joke about how politicians always say this is the most important election always. in our lifetime. And this is. But you believe it this time. Well, no, I believe it every time. It just gets more so. Our message is what this means to you in your home at your kitchen table. We're here to contrast between the Democrats and the Republicans. Do you want a nationwide ban on abortion? Do you want our democracy to be so threatened because of undermining uh, the integrity of the ballot? You've got a lot of Republicans on the ballot who still don't accept the last election. Well, that's pathetic. And that's what we, as I say, just win, baby. Al Davis, just so, win, baby. Final question, are you gonna win? Are you gonna hold the house? Well, here's what we do. We know that the public is with us. It's just a question of turning out the vote. And it's six weeks to go. Thing. Well, six weeks and five days. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so you 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 made. I guess I use the word assumption. Um, will it turn off the middle? I don't know. I, I think that's the test mm. of this election. I mean, look, the, the Republican Party is telling you what we're all about. You've got you know Stefanik. You've got. Uh, McCarthy, you got all these folks out here saying, you know, we're we're about um, an agenda that involves investigation of Hunter Biden. You've got, um, you know, clarity on if we get the power back, we're going to impeach uh, uh, Biden. That is that's a declarative statement. It's not a well, we'll think about it. Maybe we will. No, it's, no, we're going to do that. Okay. Let's let's. Go so ahead. I, I, I get I it. Everybody bring in the head. I want to bring in the head of Team Elise. Uh, and works very closely with the NRCC. Alex DeGrasse has done such a great job of going through the math. Uh, Dave Walsh and Cortez are going to join me on the other side here. Um, I want to go through, because now more than ever, every second of every day you're getting suppression polling, you're getting spun headlines, you're even getting good polling, but they're, they're taking the data and twisting it around because they're trying to depress uh, the Republican and MAGA turn. There's no doubt about this. Nancy Pelosi just said it right there. Hey, it's always about issue set and electorate. Okay, we've got the issue set because of Elise Cortez. Others just did amazing messaging here, right, on crime and immigration and inflation and the economy. That's what's the foremost in people's minds. And that's what we win in historic blowout numbers. So you've got the Democrats, and she just went back to it. It's abortion and the end of democracy. Although they're about to get a democracy suppository, it's the end of democracy. So, and now they're putting the fear, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to waste time on impeachment, they're going to do all this. No. First thing we're going to do is stop the Biden administration from destroying the country financially anymore. That's going to come to a full stop. And then obviously you got to have investigations. But first, it's to stop them. This created the created crises that Steve Cortez talked about in the spring of 2021, in the first 100 days of this radical regime. So, Alex, go back. Just walk me through because NBC, ABC, this is not Trafalgar. It's not Richard Barris. It's not people on the MAGA side doing polls, right? This is this is the mainstream media's the biggest guns. ABC, Washington Post. I think it's NBC, Wall Street Journal, right? It's all it's the biggest guns out there. And their polls, when you really get down to the really important data, it's pretty overwhelming. Is it not, sir? Absolutely, Steve. And I think if we take a step back, we were on the show last week, we're talking through the data. Then you had that article come out on Yahoo News. You have a bunch of DNC big wig, big wig 
a bunch of Democrat super PACs briefing the biggest donors in the Democrat Party, explaining to them that we are looking at a MAGA surge. Biden's in free fall. As you can see the headline there, that's from the latest ABC News poll, Washington Post. They buried the lead. So if you look at that number, well, the lead's pretty good in terms of, you know, Democrats are hang, 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 hang on one second. Before you get to that, I just want to make sure. You came on the show two days. We did the hour special with you and Barris. Yeah. You came on the next morning. John Ward, who's a probably smarter guy over there, he, he writes on Yahoo. I think he's not Yahoo. He writes a brilliant piece that says MAGA surge could sweep House and maybe Senate. They brief the big donors going, what the hell's going on here? You've been telling me that it's a puddle. Now you're telling me it's a surge. Who is this guy, DeGrasse? <laughs> where, where is he getting his math from? Ward puts out an article that goes viral, right? And all weekend, now they're, now they're coming back, right, with all these suppression polls, but still the headline at ABC is the headline at ABC. Tell us what it is, sir. Well, the headline at ABC is that Biden's in free fall. His party's abandoning when they're looking elsewhere. We're up five points on the likely generic ballot, which is pretty good. So Republicans as opposed to Democrats. But the lead that's very buried, um, Steve, is they mention it in small print, essentially, that if you look at the data that's coming out of the 538 targeted seat, so that's any seat that's not a safe Republican or not a safe Democrat, we're winning 55 to 34. That's 21%. It's a landslide. That number is not even out there. Again, that's 20, we are up 21% on the generic ballot in the ABC Washington Post poll when you look at just the respondents that are weighted within those battleground seats. We've never seen numbers like that, Steve. It's a total freefall for them. And they are spiraling, obviously, talking about MAGA. But it's not just Republicans that are sur surging, Steve. It's MAGA. It's the MAGA energy that's propelling our candidates, I believe, that are going to come across the finish line. And so when you look at, you know, the state of play here, those 74 seats, we are either winning, tied in pretty much all of them within the margins are closing very fast in some of those deeper seats. It's going to come down to execution. And so it's going to be really important for the posse to continue stepping up. So here's I just want to go back for a second to make sure they get the nomenclature target. When you go to 538 targeted seats, explain what a targeted seat is and how this the 5541. And I think that's a historic spread. I don't think it's ever been a number that big what's a targeted seat and then yep. this generic poll of 5534 which is kind of breathtaking uh what does that mean yeah. in regards to those targeted seats so uh, among the battleground seats, which is the 5534 that's essentially anything that you know 538 nate silver also cook political report they don't classify that as either a safe republican or um a safe democrat so you have a couple different categories probably Democrat, you know, likely Democrat, lean Democrat, and then toss up and then likewise on the other side. So those are essentially the competitive seats where you can kind of um, possibly be in play and things like that. But the reality is a 21% swing on that is a total landslide. If you look at just that generic lead among likely voters, which is key, up 5% nationwide, and that includes big cities, different areas that are not necessarily on the competitive house map, if that makes sense. That kind of skews our numbers. That's why last week we, when I was speaking, we were only talking about, um, you know, those battleground seats, those 74 seats. And when we look at our polling, we're very competitive. We're winning. And that's, so that's the thing. When you look at the nationwide, it gets a little, it kind of skewed. And they're putting those numbers out there in an attempt to suppress Republicans. That's what they're doing. They're also, also trying to keep their donors in the game. 
They're trying to keep their donors exactly. in the game, and they're trying to avoid the civil war that's going to come on their side, the progressives yeah. versus the centrists, because they're going, to, they're going to turn on each other and say, "Who's to blame for this? How did we do this? We had we had all we had every branch of government, and how did we particularly lose the house? Because Nancy Pelosi, and they're going to be blaming Pelosi. You watch, they're going to turn on each other. They're trying to delay that as much as possible by putting out all, the, all these different polls. The seventy-four seats. This one, the audience understand this because you're going deep. These are, I think the average you told us was was Biden plus six. That's right. So there's only 11 seats that President Trump won. Three of them, which were kind of due to redistricting, he won by over 15. So that's essentially in the bank for us. We're only on defense, which is not including on those 74 seats, Steve. We're only spending anywhere between five and seven seats on defense, and we feel good about holding all of those. Certainly a few tough seats based on redistricting and some, you know, heavy Democrat enrollment. We've got seats in California seat in Ohio, things like that. But we feel great about those. Again, 80% of our money is being spent on offense deep into Biden plus 15 seats. And more specifically, the reason they're having a panic attack is because of the strategy we talked about on the show last week, Steve, where we held our fire to organize a great counteroffensive after Labor Day. And we've got over 40 million more dollars in reserves among the big spending yeah. groups, the NRCC. And now they're panicking with the big donors. And I'm sure they'll close the gap. Soros, others will pour in. That's why we need to rally our people to get on the ground, get on the doors, be a force multiplier, and you know get organized quick. Because they're going to try all the tricks the, in October. This is for the posse. If you don't have a – if you don't have uh, – we understand it's tough times, but you can put your shoulder to the wheel. Just to go once again, after Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs decision – the dots, they tried to come up with uh, to define us, right, with the abortion situation, the anti-Democrat. They put all their money into July and August to try to do it before Labor Day. It didn't stick. They had a shot. To, they had a chance to give a knockout blow, and it didn't work. After Labor Day, in, in having the courage to hold everybody's fire, we hit them with just a barrage of ads and door knocking and all that to get the message out. And here's, what about, here's what's key about issue set. Now, after Labor Day, with Steve Cortez tells you and Dave Walsh with the collapse of these markets, the financial markets and things look and interest rates exploding. And now everybody's thinking about inflation, the economy. They're worried about getting laid off. That issue set crime. All of it is front and center of people's minds. That's what this election will come down on. What they always tried to fight was to make it a choice. It's now coming down very much to a referendum, which puts them away. And that's why now, as I keep saying, we have a unique opportunity unique opportunity to put away the Democratic Party from school boards all the way up to the House and Senate, state legislatures, flip Minnesota, to destroy them as a national political institution. There'll still be pockets of it, but as a national political institution, and then they're going to turn on themselves. They'll be, and you get the types of seats we're talking about. It's not one, two, so it's 10 years before they even think about taking back the House. That means they're going to turn on each other, right, for their own internal yeah. civil war. That's the game here, and that's what's before us, and all it is now, it's not strategy anymore. It's all converging. It's all about execution. It's all about this audience. That's why we start with the cold open. They're demonizing you as criminals. They're demonizing you as outlaws. They're demonizing you as anti-democratic fascists. Alex DeGrasse, is any of that going to stick, you think, when people got to worry about how they put food on the table, what's happening in the schools for their children, and uh, basically what's happening at the southern border and with the economy, sir? No, absolutely not. And I would say that it's firing up our people. I was in upstate New York. I'm out with my boss, Congresswoman Savannah. We're meeting with hundreds of voters. Our people are energized and we have to channel that and make sure people are working to get out the vote and things like that. If we've got the chart on the economy, 
on that ABC Washington Post poll, if you look at it, I think it's 22%, 24% of voters say that uh, the state of the economy under Joe Biden is good. 74% of the registered voters across a nationwide. So that's not even within the battleground. The battleground numbers I've seen, it's like 10, 15% say it's good. That's nationwide polling. It's a disaster. It's a referendum, not a choice. These Democrats have voted locked up and barrel with Joe Biden. They have given him the votes for these massive money bag handouts that's a total dumpster fire and set our economy. And I think if you go down to that next chart on issue importance and party trust, we talked about that on the NBC poll. This one's a little bit more of a mixed bag, but if you look at it, I'm not sure you guys have it, but 84% of voters say the economy is a top issue. There we go. 84% of voters say top issue. Boom. Republican, 16. Education in schools, it's a tighter margin, 77, but we're working on getting that number up. Inflation, 19. Crime. So if you look at the top four issues with voters... We're winning three, and we're winning them by over 15 each. Even, even for college-educated women, it was supposed to be the warehouse. We took working-class Hispanics. They took college-educated women. Even with the Karens, I think even the Karens, the economy is still the number one issue for college-educated right. women. Abortion is number two. They can't win because exactly. the issue set is not there. This came from a year and a half of just disciplined uh, messaging. Uh, Alex, uh, I know they're going to go out to the least very hard here in the next couple of weeks. They're going to single her out. How do people get to you on social media? How do they find out more about all this analysis you guys have been doing over at Team Elise? Sure. You could definitely, I'm on Twitter, uh, DeGrasse81. I'm on Getter Truth, Alex DeGrasse, uh, or just at DeGrasse. On nrcc.org, that's nrcc.org. You can see the map. You can see our candidates. You can see bios and read about them. If you're in a state, Oregon, don't just discount it. We've got guys and women everywhere running. In fact, actually, um, in our top 74 targets, Steve, Steve, 25% of them are women. And that's the first time that's ever happened. And it's much, you know, it's a very potent situation that we have as we close into October, for sure. Amazing. Uh, Alex, thank you very much. Remember, 80% of the money's on offense. You got Joe Kent live tonight on his debate. And you also, they're, po- they're helping in Oregon. Uh, NRCC's in Connecticut, in Rhode Island. Hey, this is called being on offense. Attack, attack, attack. The Democrats are on defense. Every, every 80% of every dollar they have is spent on defense. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Everybody get jacked up. Get to the ramparts. It's all about execution. All about execution. Become a force multiplier. Go to precinctstrategy.com. Go to sign up to be an election poll worker, an election judge. Knock on a door. Join a phone bank. It's all on your shoulders. Short break. Tierman, Walsh, Cortez next. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. 
and it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry, and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com right now. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. By the way, mypillow.com. Go there. Uh, promo code War Room. Get to our square. The pillow, the classic pillow, $19.88. This is what he got the hook from Walmart, right? Because Walmart wants to buy first-class tickets to send their employees to go get abortions anywhere. Hey, just saying. Uh, so they don't agree with Mike Lindell. They don't agree with you. They don't agree with uh, MAGA. So what they're doing, they're kicking companies out like Mike Lindell, who's a huge profit maker for them. But now you get the savings. $19.88, the classic pillow. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code warm. You got the towel, sheets. Buy one, get one's free. All of it. Support the armor-piercing shell that is Mike Lindell and the great American company up there in Minnesota, MyPillow.com. Okay, uh, Cortez, brother, the guys in the bond desk, and it's it's one thing for the New York Times. Obviously, they watch this every day and talk about the you know the precinct strategy and that. And and right. if you look at, we're gonna have Dave Walsh up in a minute. Dave Walsh has been talking about energy, and now New York Times is covering his stories. That co- but you know we got Wall Street Journal blue chip slide in the bear market. We're the first ones to call that. You got the pound with that disaster of uh, the Tories and trying to get tax cuts that are unfunded. Uh, and, of course, the China One Belt, One Road. We're going to have Matthew Tierman here in a second about the CCP in Brazil because the election is this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, and this is a big one. So Tierman's going to be here. But what's happened even to the bond market as we've had the show on, uh, Brother Cortez? Yeah, Steve, so let's do a market touch because even though you don't have a business show, you do a better job, Steve, of covering these topics than the business networks do because they're either unwilling or unable. Either they might be incapable. But regardless, the 10-year yield as of right now during the show is at 3.93%. It has hit a high of 3.97. So it has almost touched 4%. Steve, that chalk talk of mine that you showed in the in the first hour, I made that chalk talk two hours ago, okay? And at that moment... 10-year yield was at 3.83. Now, the folks who don't watch bond markets, that might not sound like a big deal, but to go from 3.83 to 3.97 on the U.S. Treasury market, which is normally the biggest, most boring market in the world, to do that in just two hours is very consequential. And what it points to, Steve, is not just that the trajectory of the economy is wrong, which it certainly is, but also the instability, the volatility. Yes. And it's not just yes. in financial markets. It's in the real economy, yes. too. And I'll give you a couple examples there. Look at FedEx. They're massive miss of earnings. A company that is that big, that sophisticated, the fact that they couldn't determine their own earnings, the fact that all the army of analysts covering them couldn't do it either. And a second example would be Ford Motor one of the most sophisticated companies in the world, right? With an army of people collecting information from their global operations. They said they missed expenses for the third quarter by a billion dollars, Steve. One billion with a B. I think what that points to, the bond market action, FedEx missed, uh, Ford's missed. What all of this points to is the chaos that has been caused by Joe Biden because of this created crisis in the economy. The most sophisticated people and markets 
don't know how to deal with it. That's the reality that we're dealing with right now. And it's why but, volatility but, Steve, yeah. is here to stay. But also it's it's it yes, it's that it's the cast of turmoil and uncertainty, but they're also it's a negative vote about what they think about the business plan is in the United States. It's a negative sure. vote. People are Absolutely. not it's just like they threw just like they threw like Liz Trust just blew it, I think irresponsibly with these bromides when you got to be tough and smart and hey we're all for tax cuts we're all for the reagan program but you got to you can't be you can't just pie in the sky you got to be right. serious this is serious times it's, it's Steve, here the, there's the, the right. they're rejecting biden's they understand the right. created crisis they're rejecting his solutions this is a right. full out this is the smart money everybody says you want to be inside the room that bond market tells you guys are inside the room and guess what they're sitting there going what in the hell is going on here steve cortez right. Steve, this is the functional equivalent of the bank telling the United States, we don't trust you to pay this back anymore. We need higher interest rates if we're going to continue to lend you money. So think of the bond market that way. It is the bank. The bank has lost confidence yeah. in the United States. And for good reason, by the way. Okay. But you know, here's the thing, too. I, again, yeah. I don't want to just depress people. The situation is terrible. And I believe it's going to get worse before it gets better economically. I want to be honest with people about that. But I also want to encourage them about the solutions. And I will tell you this, Steve, traveling yeah. all over this country as I've done campaigning, people get both sides of that. They're in an incredibly despondent place because of their own personal finances and because of what's happening in the country. But at the same time, steely resolved, totally motivated to fix this. And we have the right candidates to do it. And in terms of fixes, let me be really specific too. To me, the first two action items of this new Congress that we elect have to be, if we're, if we're talking about the two biggest issues being inflation and immigration, which I think they are, number one, unleash American energy again. And number two, close the damn border. And I don't just mean yeah. close the border to illegals, Steve. I believe we need to go further than that and also suspend yeah. legal immigration. Very yeah. few candidates have gone there yet, but no. I'm trying to encourage them to no, go because there. They're, they're, by the way, they're saying, because they're talking every day about legal immigration is going to be the solution for, uh, you know, Ackman just said legal, massive legal immigration is going to solve because it's going to drive down wages, going to solve inflation. Right, but, right. But, ladies so real wages let, let me, lower. Yeah. Let, let me say it in a quite, a slightly different thing. This is what November 8th is. Because six weeks from today is November 8th. Add two more weeks. Because we just talked about what the bond markets think of Biden's situation here. Two weeks onto that is the debt ceiling, the increase in the debt ceiling, because they kicked it just past the election, right? So eight weeks from now, what we want is MAGA to be at the head of the creditors committee, right? They're going to have to come to you. And this is what they're irresponsible. And the bond market is saying, we think you guys are awful. And we want to be paid more money because we don't trust the 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 the, uh, the the full faith and credit of the United States of America. This is a sovereign debt crisis. Two weeks after the election, there's going to be this whole thing on the debt ceiling, of which we got to have steel and the CR. You got to have steel resolved. No more spending. You got to watch. You know, spending's got to get back. We can't afford it. No more printing money. You need to be at the head of the table. The way you're at the head of the table, the way that you are the chairman of the creditors committee, is to win on November eighth. You win on November eighth. And you are, and by the way, I understand the candidates are all not perfect. Cortez and I are the first guys to tell you that. There's a lot of guys we love that didn't make it. Men and women didn't make it. There's a lot of people we're not crazy about. Right now, that's not important. You need to be the head of the creditors committee in the House and the Senate. All it is about getting the, getting, getting the eighth air force over the Ruhr Valley, right? That's all it is and stay in formation and drop your bombs. Those bombs being legitimate votes on November 8th. That is what it is. Steve Cortez, amazing job you're doing, sir. How do people get to you on Getter? This is why Getter is so important. You get Cortez all the time. You get his thoughts. Also get him live. How do they get to you, sir? 
Getter is the free speech platform. Please follow me there. I'm at Steve. I'm still on Twitter for now, at Cortez, Steve Cortez with an S. Thank you, folks. Brother, fa fantastic. Let's bring in Dave Walsh. So there's three things. Dave Walsh, the New York Times is now saying in their link that California is a third world country as far as energy, and it's going to be decades in the future where they're basically dependent upon other, other states generating energy or there's going to be continual rolling blackouts. They've also got a huge article on the UK getting rid of net zero. Now, now trust is focused on what she's got to do, which Dave Walsh told us six weeks ago. You also bet Nord Stream. Nord Stream looks like it's going to be offline or not fully capable. And the, the, the winter is even going to be harder. Let's start with California in the United Kingdom because you called this shot. Why is now the New York Times awakening to the fact that California under Newsom and these radicals is a third world nation when it comes to energy, sir? Steve, it's arithmetic and reality. In the in the 80s, California abandoned further nuclear power plant building. They stopped at two plants. We're going to have about six. In the early 90s, they stopped any further building of coal-fired power plants. Again, these are baseload, continuous-duty, energy-producing plants. Abandoned that process. By the mid-2000s, 2010, 2012, announced the abandonment of building further large combined cycle gas plants in California. All that time, from 1990 to now, the population there has grown by 19 million. So you've got an added 19 million people supported by zero new baseload energy facilities for electricity day in and day out. Therefore, they import now about 37% of their electricity. They steal some of it also. We're going to get into that in a second. They import 37% of their electricity, about 35% of it in total is solar and wind, which is intermittent, non-reliable, part-time and is not there to serve at all the solar at 4 p.m. when the Kaiso duck curve takes effect and California demand goes through the roof from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., highest part of the day for electricity demand. Their remaining dependence on solar at 35% of their energy mix, it's not there for you at all at that time of day. So yeah, third world means intermittent available electricity for human beings living in California. Definition Just real quickly, the New York Times said that the blackouts are going to be dec decades from now. That The yeah. way it's set up right now and their solution, is that correct? This is the New York Times. It ain't Gateway Pundit. Is that true? Yeah, at, at a population of 40 million with uh, importing 37% of their electricity, lacking baseload continuous duty facilities, even if they started a nuclear and coal plant binge, uh, building binge, which they're not going to do, it would take 8 to 12 years to remedy the lack of baseload energy they have. So, no, this is going to be a long-term thing. And then you've, they've gotten into some power theft. Um, uh, here, here's why that's happening. New Mexico, Arizona have firm fixed contracts with Oregon and Washington utilities for hydroelectricity in the summer. The, those lines pass through northern California. Kaiso, the California grid, has begun to rob electricity coming from Oregon and Washington down into Arizona because they need it more. And the FERC, the Federal Regulatory Commission, has approved that they do that, interrupting firm contracts with Arizona Public Service in New Mexico to go ahead and rob hydroelectricity that's destined for those two states and divert it into California because the transmission lines just happen to go through Northern California, they're robbing power from firm contracts for other states at this point. No, this is this give, is going to go on a long time, long time. Give, give me give me thirty seconds before we go to break on the UK. Finally, saying hey, this net zero thing, I think by twenty thirty is insane. How important is that for her to get for the trust government to get their hands around, sir? 
It's fundamentally important because if she doesn't, we're talking about net zero energy for the population of England. That's really the me the new meaning of net zero. She's she's doing some good things, opening up uh, drilling permits in the North Sea, and and releasing this national ban on fracking. They've got a ton of natural gas in the UK. Dave, just hang on for one second. I got Matthew Tiermont, Sean Foyt, Joe Allen, the great Dave Walsh. We're going to get it all in because you need to not just see it and hear it, but you need to understand it. All next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, thanks. I want to go back to Dave Walsh. So Dave, this Nord Stream situation, and obviously Revolver News has been doing a great job, but we're going to go follow up this afternoon and tomorrow about what caused it. But the results, the impact is that it's actually going to be, Germany's going to have a tougher time getting natural gas from, I guess, from Russia. And this is going to obviously impact the LNG and natural gas prices here. Just give us a minute on what's happening right now and, and how big a deal is this? Well, it's a huge deal because Germany, as we've talked before, is 95% dependent for home and building heating on oil and gas, not electricity. Also, the uh, ammonia fertilizer thing, um, uh, BASF is one of the 24 uh, ammonia plants. They own a number of the ammonia plants in Western Europe. All 24 on average have reduced uh, capacity by 35% already. BASF, a huge reduction in ammonia production in Germany, which is going to lead to the spring har- the spring planting season, a massive shortfall of ammonia-based fertilizers for Europe in the spring planting season coming up. But no, they're uh, uh, 22% down on domestic industrial gas consumption in August, which is a horrendous hit to their industrial economy. They're into a significant recession. And, and concern, the, uh, for example, the effect on companies, uh, Siemens USA energy activity stock is off 50% uh, while the Dow's down yeah. about 23%. We're yeah. seeing effects on 
Ger German companies employ three quarter million people in the U.S. Four hundred billion of investment in the U.S. As they as they lose liquidity and the ability to fund U.S. operations, debt and equity to keep them running, we we have some concern here with the flow on effect of the German economy. It's huge. German German economy is the economy that drives Europe. It's plunging into a depression, not a recession. You're going to see a depression. Yeah. Dave Walsh. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I've got to get you back on. The th the, remember, the California policies are all a – the California situation, the third world energy situation where they're stealing hydroelectric power coming from the Pacific Northwest from New Mexico and Arizona. You citizens out there, why are you not all over your people about this? That Because the Biden administration is letting them do it. Uh, that is a created crisis by radicals like Newsom, this fantasy of net zero carbon – Right, they all want to get to this immediately, and you're the ones that pay for it. You're the ones that have to have the rolling blackouts. Dave, how do people get to you up on Getter? I'm on Getter at Dave Walsh Energy on Getter. Thank you, Steve. Walsh's are called shots. You hear from Dave Walsh, and a couple months later, the mainstream media will be picking it up. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, Matthew Tierman, another one. Matthew, I could have you. I could talk to you about Italy. I could talk to you about Germany. Everything, but I got to focus on this massive election this week. In Brazil, you just wrote a brilliant piece about it, but set the stage for us. Where do you stand? Because all I'm getting now is articles that Lula's going to win in the first round. If you get over, if you get 50% plus one vote, I think you win in the yeah. first round, which Bolsonaro almost won when I met with those guys back in the, I think it was the summer of, uh, of 18. Uh, they were, uh, they were prepped to potentially come from 14% to win it. They didn't. I think they got 47% in the first round and then won it in the second round. Is Lula going to win in the first round here? Because if Lula wins, the CCP wins, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the simple uh, the simple uh, sort of cause and effect of what happened. And, you know, background, Lula da Silva, former president, felon, uh, involved with Dilma Rousseff, another former president and felon, Marxist Labor Party type. Uh, they were in bed with the CCP in their last tenure. They were laundering money through car washes, the famous Operation Car Wash. The Supreme Court under Alexander de Moraes, who I wrote about in depth at PDM.press, this whole 5,000-word article about what it looked like in Brazil this past year, stems from when Jason Miller and I were there for CPAC and we got detained by the Supreme Court. They wanted to know everybody we met with and spoke to, uh, very Stalinist, very Stasi-style behavior out of the Supreme Court, which has given itself more and more powers. It puts congressmen on the right in prison. It puts journalists in prison. It tells big tech to take down anybody on the right uh, social media accounts so they cannot communicate to the base. The Supreme Court is as called the STF, the Supreme Federal Tribunal. Uh, they are at war with the Bolsonaro uh, populist movements. Uh, the people are taking to the streets over and over again to show the mandate that they delivered to Bolsonaro that they're going to attempt to re-deliver to him again on Sunday in the first round. I don't see how Lula wins in the first round. There are two other candidates uh, that are going to get single-digit percents that would spoil it for either of these two candidates, Bolsonaro and uh, and Lula, from winning in the first round, Gomez and Tenet. Uh, to give you an example of where the enthusiasm for Lula lies, there was a recent radio, sort of uh, uh, the second biggest radio in Brazil, they brought each of the big four candidates on to talk, and then you could follow Google Trends after Bolsonaro had the most searches and interest. The secondary tertiary candidates, Gomez and Tenet, outdid Lula in Google Trends and Google Search. The energy on the ground from him is not there. It, everything is, at, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. You know, this is America. 
with what we saw in Atlanta, in Milwaukee, in Philadelphia, in Maricopa, in uh, in uh, in Vegas. Uh, there, nothing here me- meshes with the numbers <laughs> reality on what's going on. And by the way, the uh, voting system they have in uh, Brazil and its Supreme Court, the same Supreme Court that oversees elections, is the Smartmatic system that Chavez created in 2004 that we know all too well. Uh, there's a big movement on the ground on the streets of Brazil and Sao Paulo and Rio and Brasilia. Uh, we can. We want paper ballots. Give us auditable ballots. The people on the ground know that there's an electoral fraud being perpetrated in slow motion like a car wreck in front of their eyes. Uh, if Lula won the first round, I think that would be a bridge way too far. Everybody would know how gross the fraud was. So I do think it gets to the second round, and that's when some other okay. can play out. I just, I just want to set the stage because you're me covering this nonstop. You and, Sean, uh, you and uh, Jason went down there. Getter's all over this. In fact, Getter's the one free. Uh, if it wasn't for Getter, I don't know. We wouldn't even be getting information. You see these massive rallies for, for, for Bolsonaro, and they're bigger than Trump. I mean, tens Much and big. hundreds of thousands Much of people. L- Lula's big. nowhere. No, but it's nowhere. Un- Lula's nowhere. I don't understand where this polling's coming from. But the Supreme Court is an active. I mean, our Supreme courts didn't take these. Things. The court, just make sure people understand, the court's an active participant right now and being pretty upfront that almost under no circumstances is Bolsonaro going to win. Am, am I too over the top in saying that? Oh, no, they're, they're at war. Even the New York Times, Jack Nikas, the, uh, the Brazilian correspondent for the New York Times, uh, wrote a piece that came out the day after my piece. I think it's coincident because obviously he'd been working on it, saying that the Supreme Court, led by, by Alexander de Moraes, who looks like a modern-day Brazilian Lex Luthor, if you take pictures of him, uh, who's totally out of control, former prosecutor, uh, put in by Temer, who is a highly corrupt uh, uh, transitional uh, uh, president of Brazil after Dilma and Lula were put into jail, uh, and de Moraes took over the court and made it more partisan and weaponized it more against the populist right. Uh, and even the New York Times said this court is out of control and that the war against democracy, uh, yes, of course they say Bolsonaro and the populists are against democracy, but they say that <laughs> this side that is just running the Supreme Court is as well, and it's giving concerns all over the world. What These guys are totally... Uh, you know, weaponizing their prosecutorial powers. They have the right to adjudicate, prosecute, sentence, investigate, enforce. It's not, It's like Emmett Sullivan after they dropped the case against Flynn when he said, I'll prosecute it. He had to be reminded he's a judge, not a prosecutor. Well, this court in uh, in Brazil has all these powers that would make Mugabe blood, that would make blood. Before I let you go, and we're going to have you back on for more in depth, but but Foreign Policy magazine had really what I think is a CCP asset. This writer actually wrote an article and say that uh, for the CCP, it's better if Bolsonaro is really the candidate of the Chinese Communist Party by giving, basically turning Brazil over and its resources to uh, to the CCP. That is a bald faced lie, is it not? Lula's their, their tra- he's the criminal partner. Is that, give me a minute on that, uh, Bill, Matthew Tierman. Dilma Rousseff and Lula da Silva, the former presidents, were both jailed. They're both felons because of their money laundering and their selling state assets to the CCP. They are a laborite party that is hard left, verging on Marxist. They will do business with the CCP. They had done business with the CCP. And this Supreme Court let Lula out with less than 10% of the sentence uh, served to run on a sort of pending forever appeal basis to run in this election, and they will do everything they can to push him over the line. And anyone who says that there's fraud, that there's some sort of chicanery going on, this Supreme Court will arrest them. People, congressmen on the right, 
are have been in jail because they have questioned the Supreme Court's powers. They say it's an assault on the institutions of democracy to even question this Stasi-like Supreme Court. We're, we got to pay attention to Brazil, just like you got to pay attention. That's the canary in the mine shaft right there. And I got to tell you, it's over the top. Tiermont, you're all over it. How do people follow you on all your social media, including not just Getter, but also Twitter, sir? At Matthew Tiermont, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. I'll be with you a bunch. I've uh, on YouTube, yeah. Polish television, I do twice a week there talking about Sweden and Italy and Brazil and what's going on all over the world. But, but here's the thing. Tiermont's got a 5,000-word article. you got to read every word of it. you got to see what's happening in Brazil in this courts because they're judge, jury, and executioner on fair elections. Yeah. So you got to read it. Matthew, Finn. and by the way, I think you did influence even the New York Times, at least uh, to tonality. It was amazing how, quite frankly, fair that article was, which shocked me. Uh, Tiermont, yeah. thank, thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Brazil this weekend, another one huge. Let's go. Can we play the call open for Sean Foyt? America's bedrock principle of religious freedom is being severely tested by the pandemic. I could feel something inside of me like we got to take a stand. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Christians are rising up. I'm telling you. This is not political. This is biblical. Light overcomes darkness every day. Super Spreader, ready PG-13, only in theaters September 29th. I decree and I declare that the curse of death is broken over New York. I plead the blood of Jesus over the city of New York. I cast out every devil who's come against every child in Jesus' name. Hey, if you want to get jacked up and think about the good news, let's bring in Sean Foyt. Sean, what the film is looks amazing, super spreader, but tell me what went on. That is Times Square in New York City from a couple of days ago. What is going on, brother? Oh man, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, really, really good. Um, we were in uh, we were in Philadelphia on Saturday in Independence Hall where that horrid speech from Biden was given, and we had thousands of Christians there, and then the very next day, we were in Times Square, New York, and uh, the police said that there was about over 5,000 people that gathered there, and it was just an incredible time. The church has left the building, even in those two cities, which people think are hopeless and dark and too difficult. We're just seeing Christians rise up, so a lot of good news for my age. Sean, what, what is the message? We're going to go to break. We want you to stay through. And Joe Allen's going to join us, too, on transhumanism. But what, what is the message? Why, why all of a sudden are you seeing an outpouring of young people and, most importantly, energy? What, what is your message to folks who say that the church is out of the building? You know, I feel like the church is waking up. I really do. And I, and I, I, would, I, I can only say this because I've been to 170 cities across America. And, you know, the pandemic and the tyrannical government and the vax mandates and all this stuff pushed people to a breaking point where now I feel like they're starting to wake up. They're starting to rise. They're starting to say, you know what? Not in my city. We're standing up for Jesus in my city. We're going to be unafraid. And it's exciting. Sean Foyt, hang on for one second. Short commercial break. We'll return. Sean Foyt in the film Super Spreader. 
But as importantly, he's going around the country to the major cities and getting Christians out into the town square. All next in the war room. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Better has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, you want some good news? You want some optimism? That's what we give you here. Not the phony one, but the real one from people with grit and determination. Sean Foyt. This guy's gone all around the country. I know him very well. He is relentless in getting out the word of Jesus Christ, particularly the young people. You see in New York City that Times Square, incredible. Philadelphia, incredible. He's got a film coming out, Super Spreader, September 29th in theaters. We're going to make sure everybody gets access to get online and find out where they are. Sean Tell us about the film. Why is it important for people to support this? I think most of the theaters is one night only, but it's pretty historic. These theaters don't normally put in films that have the good news for modern man, sir. Yeah, superspreaderfilm.com is where you can find out all the theaters. Superspreaderfilm.com. Plug in your zip code and it'll pull up where it's at. It's in over 600 theaters across America. Half of those are about one night only, September 29th, this Thursday. And then the other half will do a full week run. And yeah, man, it's the story of hope and revival in the midst of the pandemic. It's the story of a bold church that rose up and refused to bow to tyrannical government order. It's the story of salvation for America. It's the story of a third great awakening that we feel like is just beginning in our lifetime. So you got to go bring a friend, take people that wouldn't normally go to church. Maybe you wouldn't normally go to church, but we brought church to the theaters across America and it is worth you spending $12 to go watch. Here's what I guarantee you. One thing I can guarantee you, when you go, you're going to meet people that are going to change your life. You're going to meet people that are going to be friends of yours for decades to come. If yes. nothing more, go and meet the crowd that's going to be there. Sean Foyt, one more time, brother. Your social media, how they get to your music and how they get to this film. Yeah, they can get to the film at superspreaderfilm.com. 
Uh, they can look up our movement at letusworship.us to see where we're coming and how they can give and be a part. And, of course, you can follow me on social media at, at Sean Foyt at all the platforms. Thank Sean, you so amazing, much. Amazing in New York City. Took it right to the thank heart you. of Babylon. It's Just incredible. incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the people in New York City, there's so many great folks there. They thank you, too. Okay, let's play uh, our guy, Joe Allen has been on point of this, and we got some shocking news about how they're trying to run the tables on us. Let's show the cold open, and then Joe Allen will be here. Because ultimately, it's not the stuff that brains are made out of that is important for consciousness. It's a relationship of the, of the stuff inside my head. I think in principle, this could also be silicon and titanium in a, in a computer, in a computer, let's say, 100 years from now. So this theory asserts then that, that anything that's sufficiently complex that has this particular type of complexity has some conscious sensation. That sounds very radical. Well, you can go back, uh, you can think of it as there are ancient precursors for this. Uh, for example, this one of this theory would imply some sort of panpsychism in the sense that consciousness can be found everywhere where you have complexity. You have a little complexity in a tiny worm and then there could be a t tiny, you know, atom of consciousness there and you have these vastly hypertrophied um, networks in our brain, there's vast amount of consciousness. And maybe in some future point when all the when all the, the planet gets interlaced in some hyper, you know, hyper uh, internet, then that might also have its consciousness of its own. Okay, I want to bring in Joe Allen. This all gets back to this executive order that was signed the other day. You know how they scrambled around from that? It's all Bannon's talking about uh, conspiracy thing. No, 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 no. This is a hard government executive order that brings all the power. They talk about it, a whole of government approach to support transhumanism. And they're pretty upfront about it. What did we just see, Joe Allen? And how does this relate to new developments you're about to break right here on a War Room, sir? Yes, Steve, that is Christoph Koch. He is the president of the Allen Institute for Brain Sciences in Seattle, Washington. They will be the biggest recipient of funding of the newly announced NIH Brain 2.0 initiative. This is a continuation of the Brain Initiative uh, that launched under Obama uh, some eight years ago. The goal is to map the human brain down to the finest detail, all approximately 86 billion cells and the trillions of connections between them. Now, why do they want to do this? Aside from, of course, the knowledge of the brain. So uh, John Ngai, the director of the Brain Initiative, in a, an interview with Stat News, uh, explained that the technical abilities that have already been gained from the initial brain initiative include the brain computer interface that was implanted uh, in the University of California, San Francisco by Edward Chang. A, a, this is BlackRock Neurotech technology, and it, it gave the ability of a locked-in stroke victim to translate thoughts into text. The more you understand about the brain, the better the brain-computer interface. He also referenced a Baylor University study that shows that deep brain stimulation, that's implants inside the brain, have had tremendous effects on curing depression and uh, OCD. So what we're talking about isn't just an understanding, but a manipulation of the brain. And as we've discussed many, many times, uh, the, the goal of transhumanism, it always begins with healing, and it moves to enhancement. These are the foundations of 
healing, right? $2 billion with the Biden EO, another billion dollars for the creation of ARPA-H, and now $600 million with the Brain 2.0 initiative for a total by 2026 of $5 billion for the Brain 2.0 initiative. So this is a major, major push to be able to understand and then manipulate the human genome and the human brain. Yeah. No, this gets back to they think it's programmable. By the way, it's five billion today. It'll be a hundred billion as you roll through here because each budget is going to ratchet it up. I know you're writing a big piece for the Federalist. How do people get to all your writings, social media, all of it? We're going to be back on a five o'clock to drill down on this. This is as important as it gets. And I know you're working on the piece. How do people get to you? You can find me at J O E B O T X Y Z at Twitter and Gitter. Also, warroom.org under the transhumanism tab and of course my site joebot.xyz thank you very much steve we ha we have six weeks to go before the most important midterm election since 1862 you're in the driver's seat they're coming after you hard that's why every show is very important and the information we're putting out the access to people we're putting out uh and you putting your shoulders wheel you guys are working like crazy we understand that but the country's in the balance Think of how far we've come from the afternoon of January 20th of uh, 2021. Long way. Victories within our grasp. And remember, there's no substitute for victory. See you back here at five. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's Warroom 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.